You're listening to the Story Embers podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to our fifth episode, Writing Witty Characters. I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Hope Ann. I'm Josiah DeGraff. And I'm Rolina Hatfield. And today we're going to be discussing a specific type of character many of our writers here at Story Embers love to write. The witty character. We'll be tackling the dangers of this trope, when and how to use these characters, and how to ensure they're every bit as complex as they are hilarious. Would you like to start us off, Hope? Okay. So witty characters and just humor in your story in general is much more than a character who's just going to say funny things. You have who they're saying it to, why they're saying it, how they're saying it is as much as the actual line. And some of your character's sense of humor is going to be different than other characters. So some of them is going to have a very blatant sense of humor. Some of them might be sarcastic. Some of them might have morbid senses of humor or no sense of humor. And and it's the interaction of those characters and of those senses of humor that you actually get the most amusement from. One character can say something, sure, it's kind of funny, but it's when all the other characters are groaning or building off of it. That's what makes it really amusing. There's not just one type of witty character. In part, thanks to Marvel, I think there's a type of witty character a lot of us may have in mind. But people don't have the same kind of wit in the real world. And all of your characters are witty in the exact same way. That's not just lazy as a writer, but that also becomes boring. And so one of the things I try to do when I'm writing characters who have a bit of wit to them is to think of, you know, people I know in in real life or modeling some off of other other characters I've seen elsewhere. If there's a specific type of humor um, that I liked in them, but doing what I can to try and make them unique in their wit. Um, because if you're just trying to just try and make them witty in general, that's probably not going to make them, you know, an actual character that your readers are going to be looking for. Yeah. One of my favorite ways to use wit in my story is when I put two characters that are polar opposite and I throw them together. And what I do is like a battle of the wits is what they would call it. And they just go at it. They, they, they have a bunch of fun, but they both think differently and they both are thinking that they're going to be more clever than the other in a different way. So I base my character's wit or how they would respond in that kind of circumstance on either like a character that their wit is very similar to, like one of my characters' wit is almost exactly like Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and so like when when I want him to reply with something witty I will think about oh well how would Jack reply to this since I might not think like that character and then like another one of my characters is based on actually a staff member here at Story Embers not to be revealed but anyway <laughs> Brandon is it no comment anyway <laughs> That really helps me to set apart my characters and the way that they use their wit if I, if I base it on how I see people and char- other characters reacting to that. And sometimes it's not even that they're saying something particularly funny. Most times, you know, most times you're not going to be actually telling jokes or even teasing, especially mm-hmm. if you're writing from their point of view. If you're writing like deep third person or perhaps first person. It's how they think and how they view things and what they compare things to. And it's just their overall tone 
toward everyone and everything. And that's a lot of what makes it so amusing. Like you read the second Mistborn series, there's Wax and Wayne. And almost every time they talk, it's a humorous exchange, even though they're not actually saying funny things. But just the contrast between those two characters is hysterical. Mm. They are like my favorite humorous two people together. Well, and I think the thing that you're kind of getting at there is the fact that, you know, you don't need to have a character who's consciously witty to have humor in your story. There's a lot of other ways you can bring across humor into your book without writing, you know, the comic relief um, into your story. Mm -hmm. Another thing that's really interesting to do with writing humor, for characters who are consciously making jokes or being very humorous, one very interesting question to ask is, why are they doing this? They could just be a humorous character, but most likely, especially if it's a conscious thing, it's going to be because it's covering some sort of ghost in the past, some sort of wound in the past. And this way you can have humor, but it's also covering something much deeper that, you know, there's this one thing that they won't ever talk about unless it's in a joking manner because of how it's hurt them. Or maybe they'll tease about everything, but they won't mention one particular thing. So that's an interesting aspect of what will your characters tease and joke about? What will they never tease or joke about? And that will push the past of what's happened to them. Right. Or, or even, you know, what sort of things they need to deal with on a regular basis. You know, one of the things I think about is the fact that there's a certain type of humor that doctors and nor nurses will often tend to have that tends to be a, a more morbid humor that for people outside the profession, sometimes it seems, you know, less than appropriate to joke around about these things. But when you're dealing with death and sickness all day, people in the occupation often have these coping mechanisms and are willing to joke around, joke about other types of things simply because of their familiarity with the environment and the sort of serious stuff they have to deal with. Um, and there's a lot, you know, that goes into what someone is willing to joke about and what type of jokes someone may make dependent on their background and their occupation and what sort of social situation they're in. I really like that because that's something that's true. You know, writers have their sense of humor. There's doctors, there's the military humor, and they all have their own kind of slant per se their own view of life that's generally slightly exaggerated. And it can be really cool with real building, whether you have people groups, whether you have different nationalities, whether you have completely different cultures, them coming together, again, with the contrast there, one character does not get another person's humor, or both of these are coming from completely different angles and they get it, but they just think it's stupid. That can be very amusing. One of my absolutely all-time favorite witty characters is Sage from The False Prince and his entire series. And it's a middle grade book, but I absolutely love what Nielsen does with this character. Like you were saying, Hope, his entire being, just who he is, is a very witty person. Um, he's constantly either making a comeback to people around him or in his mind, like he'll say something about someone in his surroundings. And it's just, it comes off as so, super funny. But the one thing that I appreciate that Nielsen does is that she does not let that wit make deep issues in the book too shallow. Because 
what you're talking about, Josiah, that the wit and the humor Sage has is actually like something that gets him through the day. Like he has very, like a horrible life. And he, he went from like the, the pinnacle of life to the bottom. And what gets him through is his sense of wit and cleverness. Like he laughs at himself and that helps push him through the day. But one of, one of the things I was thinking about with that is that I love that Nielsen does not let the wit go so far that things that need to be taken seriously, like death and uh, just deep subjects that, that Sage has to face and war. Um, she lets that witty side of him die away. Like it's part of who he is, but he takes his duties and his responsibilities and life and death, those kind of serious subjects, he takes them seriously. And I appreciate that she lets it happen because I have seen the witty character who will make a circumstance like being locked in prison and being beaten or something, like make it a laughing matter because of his wit instead of taking maybe something that needs to be taken seriously, seriously. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, our panelists are going to take a closer look at the Marvel franchise's use of wit and the effect genre and personal style can have on the humor in your story. Stay tuned. This week on our blog, Maddie Morrow details four ways pansters can prepare to write a story, and Sarah Spradlin shares her breathtaking poem, Every Star in Between. You can read these and more at storyembers.org forward slash blog. Welcome back, everyone. I'm with SE staffers Hope Ann, Josiah DeGraff, and Rolina Hatfield, and we're tackling one of the most popular character tropes of the day, the witty character. Josiah, you said Rolina sparked a thought talking about Jennifer Nielsen's use of humor in The False Prince. You want to go ahead and share that? Right. So one thing I said earlier, um, before the break that I wanted to, to pick up on, um, because I think this is an important thing we need to be careful about avoiding as storytellers, is avoiding making everything funny and use, you know, just putting wit wherever it takes. This was one of the things that really irked me at times about Thor Ragnarok. Um, now, I know yeah, a lot of people really like Thor Ragnarok, um, and not everyone had this problem. But for me, this was one of the Marvel films I felt like just went overly far in this regard. One moment that sticks out to me is, without giving many spoilers, because I know Rolina here hasn't seen it, but there's one point in the film when there's this huge, where there's this civilization that's being wiped out and destroyed. And as the civilization is being wiped out and destroyed, one of the characters decides to make it a punchline of, oh, you know, you know they're, they're not completely destroyed, then they get destroyed, and it's like, oh, well, I guess now they are. And, you know, it's a scene that, that's played for laughs. There is an element of humor to that, but I kind of, you know, left the movie thinking this huge thing just that we were supposed to care about just got destroyed. And I think we need to be careful that in trying to evoke the emotion of humor, we aren't, you know, at times doing it in such a way that prevents us from being able to evoke sense of, senses of appropriate sadness or, you know, gravity to certain events that are going on and other things that are important that sometimes humor can prevent us from considering. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I really enjoyed the movie. I do admit it has problems, but I laughed. And for me, movies are meant to entertain me. And so I want to be entertained. I will say that the character, it was very true to his character, what he said, because him as a character was just an amazing character, no matter where he was in the film. 
you want to make sure the humor is true to your characters and true to what they'd actually do to the situ in the situation. So I will say, if it's a sad situation, even if they're joking about it as a coping mechanism, they're going to have to deal with the emotions of this at some point. You can't just hold off that forever. You do need to see the darkness. You do need to see the seriousness of everything that's going on. And using, especially using humor as a coping mechanism, is a way to make it quite powerful, just the contrast there. Now, you've critiqued Thor Ragnarok, but I'm curious what you guys think of Marvel's use of wit in general. I know some have said they rely a little too much on it or they have too many witty characters, period. But what are some of your guys' thoughts? One of the things I found interesting with regards to Marvel is one of, one of their newest characters of Black Panther. Because in many ways, Black Panther bucks the trend of Marvel heroes being witty because he's not witty most of the time. You know, in his own film, he's kind of played as the straight guy and other characters will joke around, you know, around him. But, you know, he doesn't fit into, into that same stereotype. I, I can understand where critiques are coming from of the Marvel brand of humor. Um, I think it makes sense. We go into different genres and different films with different expectations to the extent that, you know, Marvel films are all put out by the same company with the same heroes. It makes sense that they might have a certain brand of humor. I do think, though, that as storytellers, we need to be careful about kind of, as we talked about earlier, you know, what type of humor would these characters naturally use? You know, your goal is not, hopefully isn't just, oh, I want to replicate, you know, the Marvel brand of humor, but I want to have, you know, my own brand of humor. Because sometimes I think when you try to bring in other brands of humor, you know, it ends up showing. For me, that was one of the things I didn't like about Star Wars The Last Jedi, is at times I felt like it was kind of bringing in that Marvel brand of humor. And for me, it just did not fit with kind of the Star Wars brand of humor and, and ethos that that universe had cultivated, which is recognizably distinct from what Marvel's been doing. And like what you said, genre is a big thing or what people are expecting, especially at this point. When I go watch a Marvel movie, I expect that there is going to be sadness and that there's going to be interesting characters. I also expect that I'm going to laugh. I enjoy that part. Generally, they have very good humor in their movies. I really like that because it's part of who the people are. You know, Iron Man has his very, I don't know how to try to describe it, his arrogance and all of that. And it's just, it's part of who he is. And it's also generally quite funny. Captain America doesn't have so much humor. It's funny how he's reacting to everything because he's not from that time. Each of them have subtly different bits of humor depending on who they are. And I think that's a big thing you want to keep in mind when writing a story is who are these people in general and where are they from? And how much humor you add is just going to depend a lot on what's the theme of your story, what's your target audience, what are you going for. I don't think that there is a line of you shouldn't have this much humor or you need to have this much humor. I think it depends a lot on what's the point of your story and what are you trying to accomplish in this story. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, ta- you know, and because one of the things about genres is that readers are approaching genres with different experiences. And to kind of tie back to the comments you said earlier about you know, going to, to stories to be entertained, you want to consider what kind of entertain, what kind of emotional experience are your readers going to be looking for? Because there is, in some ways, you know, an entertaining factor of even tragedies and of going through really sad or, or hard works. You know, that's why, you know, oh, my favorite book, I cried during it. Well, 
Does that mean you didn't enjoy it? Well, no. There is a certain type of enjoyment that can be gotten received through a you know a sorrowful experience that you are reading about in a story. And so you need to think about what kind of experience are my readers looking for? And is my use of humor helping readers to achieve that experience or hindering readers from achieving that sort of experience? Now, I can't be a Marvel critique by any means since I have only seen like two of them. And I really did it out of order, so I hear, because the first one I ever watched was Civil War. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) But one thing that I did notice is that the moments where the characters were being humorous and that they were being witty with each other really made for like the memorable warm fuzzy moments Mm. and it was like perfect for like breathers in between these intense scenes so i think that that is where um even though there was multiple witty characters and they were just they were having fun being clever with each other i think that it worked really well is even though there was many of them and that they all had their own kind of wit they balanced each other out well and they made for some memorable moments and also I think that humor can make characters very memorable in their own ways very lovable thanks for joining me Hope Josiah and Rolina and thank you listeners for tuning in as always you can learn more about today's panelists by visiting storyembers.org forward slash about and be sure to let us know who some of your favorite witty characters are in the comments tune in next time as Hope Josiah and Rolina tackle how to accept writing feedback on the next episode of the Story Embers podcast.